and welcome to Uplifting Impact. Just so glad to be here with our guest, Lori Castu, who is from Ford Motors Company. I loved as a child and even as an adult going to the Motor City. So really excited to be able to have you here on the podcast. Just to give you a little bit of background about Lori before we, we fully introduce her, she is the Chief Diversity Officer and Director of People Strategy for Ford, Ford Motor Company. She has assumed this role since uh, 2019, but actually has been at the company, Lori, for 28 years, correct? Correct. That's right. So in her role, what she does is she oversees corporate diversity, equity, and inclusion, and all of the efforts that are happening within the company to really cultivate a sense of belonging and to advance the organization's mission and business objectives. She also serves as the director of people strategy, where she ensures that Ford's talent strategy supports all of the corporate goals and really the transformation efforts that are happening within the organization. I loved learning this fact and, and Lori, and I got to chat about this a little bit offline, but one of the awesome things that she has also done is she has written two award-winning novels that really provide inspiration and tools against bullying. I got to hear uh, one of the the scopes of, of one of the books, and I cannot wait to read it. And it's already in my cart to purchase. So <laughs> welcome, Lori. So glad to have you here with us. Oh, thank you. I'm so excited to be here. This is such an important topic and uh, getting a chance to, to speak with true believers on this is and, and learn from is just so exciting. Well, thank you so much uh, for that. You know, I think one of the things that's been really fascinating to me, and I think probably, you know, one of the reasons why I have such a, a love of the Motor City is because I have so many family members. In fact, I think every single family member that I have in the Detroit, Michigan, you know, type area has at one point or is currently working, you know, in one of the, the, the big, the big companies and a number of them at Ford. And so I have this really strong affinity, right. For, for the auto industry, for what that has meant for my own family, but I'm curious from your perspective, right? Why is diversity, equity, and inclusion such an important part of, of Ford's plan and, and the work that they're doing? So it's, it's a great, it's a great point. And it's a great question. And when you think of Ford's, you know, 118 year history, the, the groundbreaking that, that has happened, like this is not a new topic to Ford. When you look at, you know, Henry Ford himself, the, the leadership team he created uh, way back then was diverse. Uh, the $5 a day wage just created a middle class and the great migration uh, to the Midwest uh, to, to participate. And so we have this in our lifeblood. We, we focused on helping America when America needed it most, whether it was in World War II or whether it was building iron lungs for polio to uh, the, the pandemic response and shifting our operations to build ventilators. Just today, we announced that we distributed for free the 120th million masks. We made, we made more than 120 million face masks wow. and distributed them to communities in need and school districts and cities in all 50 states. Um, so there's a lot of pride there. And, and in fact, when uh, I started at Ford, I hear from people, you work for Fords, like plural, like F-O-R-D-S. <laughs> and I, I didn't get it at first, but, but it's that family company. It's that caring. It's that we are part of our communities and we're here to live and stay. And be, and when that happens, you, you have to think broadly. And 
And in, in our cores, we, we have to always do more, but that diversity and, and now the new, newer concept of equity, we've never really talked about equity before, but now that, that understanding that how important that is, because when you have diversity, equity, and inclusion, um, the middle of that is belonging. So that is our goal. That is our North Star is that every single person who supports Ford, whether you're inside as an employee or a supplier or a partner, we want you to belong. Because when you look at automotive, the, the technology that's in our vehicles is unbelievable. Um, we are truly a technology company. It is not a rust belt company, <laughs> like company that, that people have this perception. It's not steel going out the door. Look at our vehicles. You know, our computers, you can reboot and things can come up. You can't reboot your car, but you look at the technology that's in the vehicle. Well, who's going to create this technology? Who's going to understand what's important, what services, products, experiences, if you don't have a diverse group of people building that and innovating that and creating what people need? So there is no better time now to have this incredible focus um, because of the just the shift in expectations of what a vehicle can do. And the mobility it brings and the freedom it brings, we have to have a diverse population working on this. You know, I think that's beautiful the way that you just said that, because I, I I haven't really heard it that way before. But when you think about what we are, what we're doing, like what we're putting out into the world, a lot of what our outputs, you know, are, are out there are representative of what our inputs are too, right? And so if we are going to continue to be, you know, leading in technology, leading in innovation, leading in 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 thinking about things that don't exist already and thinking in a diverse kind of way, I think it is really powerful, right? To think about the fact that that means that our teams have to be diverse. It means that the way that we look at information has to be about belonging because that's how we're going to have the best at the end, right? That you didn't say it that way. You said it so much better, but, but I hear that. I hear that theme. And I, I think that makes a lot of sense. It, it really does because, you know, people, if your voice isn't going to be heard, you're going to shut down and you're not going to share the innovative ideas. You know, we bring in great talent into the company. It's crazy if we're not leveraging those voices and those experiences to create, you know, not just vehicles, but the services and the experiences that can sit behind it. Absolutely. And I think, you know, no matter what industry you're in right now, things are becoming more complex. That's the other part of it too. I was talking to somebody, you know, again, in an engineering kind of capacity uh, space, but the only thing he wanted to talk to me about was people who had all the other skills besides engineering, right? And, and the reason for that is because so many of our organizations rely not just on sort of the way we might be thinking about, right, like a, a company or, or what the end product looks like, but all the people around who have to make it happen, right? You have to fill the orders and build the relationships and make the sales and kind of do, do all of those components too. So even in how our product gets to market, and how we get to our customers and how we serve the people that and serve our missions uh, requires a lot of diversity. So that's that's fascinating. That's awesome. Uh, so one of the things that you know we we also got a chance to talk about is just this idea of listening. You know what, and what listening can look like inside of an organization. And I'm just so fascinated because everybody's trying to figure out communications, like from the technical you know side of it, like. Uh, do we, do we use this platform? Do we use that platform? Are we on social? Are we not on social? Like just all those things to the very, like, uh, what does communication look like and what are we communicating about and how often are we communicating um, on different things? So I'm just curious from your perspective, like what have you done to be able to listen deeply 
as you're thinking about what your communication strategies can and should be within the organization? Oh gosh, um, we could talk like three hours on this topic. It's <laughs> so important because you can never, ever communicate enough as, as we're learning in this space. But uh, let me start with the listening. And, and listening deeply is, is so, so critical. And it has to be done in multiple ways. So like many companies, we've had a, a pulse or you know, employee sentiment engagement that you know, was done once a year. And then a couple of years ago, we said, you know, once a year is really not enough. So we'll have these quarterly, smaller pulse sessions where we can kind of dig and see what's going on. And then COVID hits and our workforce is 115,000 people re- working remotely and manufacturing shut down. And, and we have a lot of concerned people. So we knew we had to listen even deeper. And so we turned on what we call this always on sentiment strategy, where we're always pulling off of our internal hub page. How are you feeling? And and what that did was it helped us understand what are people needing? So it enabled us to lean heavily into wellness resources. It enabled us to reach out to different populations. We learned, you know, you know, particularly working moms were taking on the burden of homeschooling and working and being at home. And some said, I need a break. It enabled us to uh, create an enhanced sabbatical program that allowed uh, any employee in the U.S. to work, uh, take six months off, yet still receive a portion of their pay and full benefits because we knew wow. our team needed some time. So it's you ha- if you're going to listen, then you need to take what you're hearing and do something about it. You can't listen for just listening sake. The other piece that we did were part of the CEO Action Pledge for Diversity, which just is a really incredible organization. And one of the kind of requirements when you're part of this is you do a day of understanding, right? And this is all about truly listening, understanding. So it was the week before COVID shut us down last March. And we had we held these, it was a great event. We had all sorts of our employee resource groups presenting and cultural performances. But what we did is we took our C-suite. And in the automotive industry, it, it's a very heavily male-dominated industry, typically a heavy white-dominated industry. Um, so that's, that's a, you know, our, our leaders reflect that in some cases. But when you're a woman in the automotive industry, for example, you might be the only woman in the room. You've, I've been an only before. Mm-hmm. We wanted to create that experience for our leaders. We created these listening sessions with homogenous groups. And we had, I think, 11 or 12, and it could have been... African-Americans, Hispanics, LGBTQ, people of faith, young and tenure, women of color, women. So we had these different groups and we put a leader, a white male group, and we put a leader in that was an only in that room. And leaders' jobs are usually to solve problems. And we told them, you're not to talk. You can ask a clarifying question. Your job is to sit there and listen to what it's like for this homogenous group to be themselves within Ford or and outside of Ford. And the response was amazing. We, we, we knew it's always good to listen. The feedback we received, uh, one of our leaders said it was the most impactful hour he had ever had his, in his entire career because he literally just listened. Uh, Jim Farley, who is now our CEO, he was the COO at the time. After his session, he made a beeline to find me and said, I had no idea. We've got to address this now. Right. So he was here. I mean, and, and so truly, you know, because our, our view of the world is shaped by our experiences. And right. when we've never had those experiences, we don't have that empathy. And so the whole intent was just start creating some empathy. And so these listening sessions really started something for us. 
And then um, after the, the George Floyd murder, which was so horrific, and we had so many people in pain, we broadened the concept and said, we want all of our leaders meeting with their teams. And we, we want them to be listening sessions. They are not solving sessions. We want you to hear from your teams. We want you to hear what they're feeling. What questions do they have? What support do they need? It needs to be a, a, a dialogue where they're engaged. And, and it's okay if they're not ready to talk today. You need to be there to listen if they're ready to talk the next day. And that really permeated. And, it, and it's so interesting. I'll talk to leaders today who said, I'm still doing these sessions and I'm still learning and I'm a minority at the company and I'm now experiencing things through the lens of other people that I never even knew about. So it, it just shows that we all have something to learn. And when we, when we do this deep, deep listening, the empathy just that it just makes people feel like, yeah, I, I do belong here because I'm being listened to. So yeah. that really started something, um, for us that we're, we're continuing to lean into. And as we're getting ready for our next day of understanding, there'll be virtual listening sessions again, but we, we want to continue that because it's only in that deep understanding that change can happen. Because you know, change doesn't happen intellectually, change happens emotionally. Right. Otherwise I'd be eating right and exercising a whole lot more than I do, right? <laughs> intellectually. But it's that emotional. And, and when it when you get your kind of that heartstrings tugged, you go, oh, wow, I never knew what it was like to be you. Absolutely. I love that you did that. I think that that's so awesome because it is a really unique experience. And if you've never had it, you don't know that you've never had it. But if you have had it, you know that you've had it and you know how often you have it and you know what it feels like to be an and only. And you you walk into even situations where you might not be the only with that experience as part of you know what 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 you know to be true and, and how you think you're going to be able to move. So being able to recreate that, you know, I, I read this book once and it was a this amazing CEO, but he was super resistant, right, to anything diversity, equity, and inclusion. And he said, the one thing though that somebody told me to do was to travel. Now, nobody is really traveling right now, and you know, that's not and everybody's. Uh, ability, but he went somewhere where he didn't know the language, was the only person, didn't have the, you know, and all this. And he said, it's similar to what happened to your, you know, to the people that you're talking about in a one hour session, you kind of recreated that. Like, wow, this is what people feel like all of the time, right? That I'm in a space where I don't know the norms. I don't know the expectations. I don't know the language. I don't know, uh, you know, how, how people might be perceiving me. I am the only person. Everybody knows I'm the only one. Right. And, and just what that, what that can feel like. I love, love, love that exercise. So you have to tell me, cause I'm so curious, how did you set up the people who are in the like homogeneous group for success? Like what, what were the prompts that you gave them to, to kind of make sure that they were able to feel comfortable? Cause that's also kind of a little bit awkward, right? You're, you're in the space and you got senior leaders and what, what did you do to prepare them? Oh, the psychological safety piece. You're so right on. It's, it's so, so important. So um, we have 11 amazing employee resource groups and I cannot say enough great things about what they do for the company, what they do for their members. And so we started with our employee resource groups and said, Hey, this is our idea. This is what we want to do. And they're, we're, we're on board. So uh, they really helped us bring people in. And then we made it, we, we, really wanted to make it clear that this was a safe space. And we asked people to be brave because it's hard to share your truth when you've never been given explicit permission or have an expectation that it's okay to share my truth. And so we, we worked with people. We had, we had facilitators in every room that was, that was kind of teed up to prompt questions if necessary, 
it, it ended up not being necessary. <laughs> Every session went well over time uh, because the, the conversation, you know, and, and people sharing was was just so uh, so great. But you have to create that psychological safety, and you have to make it safe. And we promised we didn't share last names, we didn't share distribution, we didn't share any of that. It was just please come in, be yourself, share your truth, and the the response on really all sides was was really positive. That's awesome. Um, and did you tell people like, you know, what we want you to talk about is your experience here at the company or did you talk? And that was we, like the only prompting question or. We did. We just said, what, what is it like to be you? What is it like to, to what, what's the, you know, we, we had some, a couple teed up questions. Like sure. We didn't end up needing them. People <laughs> just kind of jumped right in and said, this is what it's like. And this is the good. And this is when I haven't felt like I belong because we were using um, kind of a insider outsider language, right? Because sure. when you feel like in your, you're an insider, you're there, you're, you're delivering and you're feeling good. When you feel like an outsider, you're hesitant. So we said, you know, what is to tell when it, when, when have you felt like an insider, but when has Ford made you feel like an outsider and share those stories. And, and that's really, I think what kind of prompted it. And then the conversations really took off from there. That is amazing. What, what a great idea. I can already hear and see people writing that down. Right. And, and like, I'm going to try that too, uh, Laura, you're going to have, you're going to have lots of people who are, who are following your lead in that. That's a, a fantastic idea. So I, I do have another follow-up question for that, if you don't mind, but I'm curious. So on the back end of it, right. What did you do with the people who, you know, who are part of the, the homogeneous groups and what did you do with your leaders as just follow-up? So as follow-up, we, we, we actually gave them a journal. On the day of understanding, we actually gave everyone a journal because we wanted them to write down their insights. We wanted them to to continue sharing. Uh, The challenge I put out to everyone was, what's just one thing? Like, this can feel like such an overwhelming space. DEI, oh my gosh, three initials, it means so much. But everyone can do one thing. So we just said, what's your one thing you want to do? So we gave them the journal, say, what is your one thing? Um, But for the leaders, we said, you know, you were now in this experience where you weren't only in the room. So kind of think about that. And, and we want you when you're now meeting with your teams or when you're in other forums, start paying attention. Whose voices are consistently being loud? Who's consistently not talking? And are you inviting those people in? So we really wanted that self-awareness piece that the leaders to have because everyone gets busy and we all have, you know, 20 pounds of potatoes. We're trying to pile into a five pound bag every single day. And you just have to get through and make so many decisions, but it's, it's the pause. And it's like, okay, when they take that pause, what are they seeing? And, and more importantly, what are they not seeing? What are they not hearing? Uh, what are they observing in their teams? And then we've had leaders say, you know, I, I wasn't paying attention before, but now when people aren't speaking, I'll, I'll invite them in and into that conversation or, kind of gently shut down people who are over talking mm-hmm. because it's preventing other voices from coming in. So I, I think it, 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 are we perfect? Absolutely not. Um, is every leader on their own journey? Yes. But when you just, just create that environment and that expectation, I think it's been, it's been really helpful. And then when you go into a shutdown mode, like we're all virtual, right? So it's even more important to pay attention and it's even more important to, to call on people and make sure that their voice can get heard over, you know, now over the phone. Absolutely. <laughs> over, the web, over the Zoom. 
Absolutely. Lori, thank you so much for, for sharing your insight and giving such awesome tips and tricks. You know, I know there'll be people who want to follow what you're doing to see what Ford's doing, learn other amazing things from you. What is the best way for them to, to stay connected to the work that you're doing? Oh, well, I would love it. You can follow me on LinkedIn. So uh, Lori Costu, uh, and, or you can join on Ford Motor Company and I'm usually popping stuff on the Ford site as well. Uh, because we are, this is all about listening to each other. This is the learning. Uh, this isn't a place there's competition. So, you know, the DEI space is one where every industry, every organization, we need to learn from each other. We need to help each other. The rising tide raises all boats. So I invite us to all to continue this learning journey. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Lori. Hopefully people will be able to find your novels too. So I would also encourage <laughs> you all uh, to, to take a look at, to take a look at those too. Uh, we are so grateful to you. We're so grateful to the work that you're doing at Ford. We know that, um, like you just said, we, we all have so much to learn. We have so much to grow, so many things, so many new things, so many new norms, right. That we're, that we have to adjust to. So we appreciate you sharing some of your wisdom with us. Uh, and for all of those who are joining us today, Thank you so very much for being here with us at Uplifting Impact. We're so grateful that you took some time out of your busy schedule. I love the analogy of having, uh, was it 20 potatoes into uh, 20 pounds of potatoes into a five pound bag uh, that during your, your process of doing that, that you actually spent some time with us. We here at Uplifting Impact believe that the more people who are doing diversity, equity, and inclusion work and thinking about these things and creating those spaces of belonging and really, truly listening, the more impact we can have in the world. So please go ahead and share the podcast with other people. We'd love to hear back from you and we'd love to have you back with us again on our next show. So thank you so much. Take care. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.